0: BLOB TALK RADIO Hi, welcome to the Child Whisperer Blog. This is Carol Tuttle and it's a great day. It's a new week. We're broadcasting live on a Monday. Thank you for tuning in. I am grateful to always support moms in living their truth and creating amazing families by understanding their children's truth. And you know I do that with my four types of energy profiling model and always excited to support you again today. Um, you know, we've been, I've been very excited about a couple of things that are happening in my world and I'll tell you more about them as we go. Uh, one of them, just real quick, the we launched a new platform in our Dressing Your Truth experience called Lifestyle. and We've had such a phenomenal response to this new platform that we decided to do a giveaway with it today. And so I will be giving away a, um, it depends on where you're at in the Dressing Your Truth experience. If you already own the Dressing Your Truth course, and if you are today's winner, you'll be receiving a, Annual membership to the new lifestyle experience. If you're all, if you do not have a Dressing Your Truth course, you will be, I am gifting you the Dressing Your Truth experience with a course. So, our topic for today is how to parent true to your type. And that came as a result of a caller last week, and I'll tell you a little more about that. Uh, why I chose that topic, but first I want to start with a success story from a type 1 mom. And she wrote to me and said, Carol, I was so excited when I heard about the giveaways. I decided to write in with a question. But with every question that came up for me, I would consider how to word it to ask you, and the solution would come to me. Between Remembering Wholeness, The child whisper, and all the ideas in your previous shows, I have too much inspiration to be stuck on anything. Not even my teenager has me at my wit's end. So instead of a question, I am writing in with a success story. Our mailbox is about a block away from our house. When my kids and I need a mini-outing, we go for a walk to check the mail. The other day, I was arriving back at home with three of my kids. My type 3, 6-year-old came running out of our yard crying because he didn't hear us leaving, and he missed the walk. I told him, sorry, I didn't realize you wanted to come with us. How about I wait here and set the time to see how fast you can run all the way to the mailbox, and back by yourself. His face lit up and he was off like a bullet. He came back panting, his frustration and disappointment gone. I've always tried to be an attentive mother, and you, Carol, have been an inspiration for me. I feel like with your work and I feel like with your work you've handed me a toolbox full of powerful tools to do a job I had been wholeheartedly trying to do with hand tools. Thank you. Okay, I read that wrong. She said, I feel like your work with your work you've handed me a toolbox full of power tools to do a job I've been wholeheartedly trying to do with hand tools. Thank you. What a great analogy. And for our – so with our winner situation, I'm giving away either the Free Dressing Your Truth course or a year's mm-hmm. membership to our new lifestyle community to a caller today. And I've also chosen um, an email – a question that was emailed in From Our winner from our email contributions is Laura Crossett. She is today's email question winner. So, Laura, my producer will contact you to find out your preference between the DYT course or a year's membership to Lifestyle. And here's Laura's question. And back to, you know, I'm going to preface this with, I was talking about our um, topic for today is how to parent true to your type. And last week, I had a type 1 mom call in that had some issues with a 15-year-old type 1 child. And what I picked up on it that the was the most presenting in what was off. And until this was corrected, other things couldn't be addressed. So there's always something that's the priority when it comes to resolving an issue. And when you can tune into what's the priority, once that is addressed and you make a shift with that, other things that now are secondary to it can be addressed more easily. So if you skip what's presenting as the priority in the issue – You'll try to fix it by hitting all these secondary level um, aspects of the issue or the problem or the challenge you're dealing with, and they don't really have a lot of power in shifting things to a more positive outcome. So, yes, it is a gift that I have to help you see what's the priority that's presenting. And in this case, it was that my caller, her, she wasn't parenting in her energy. She was showing up in a um, secondary energy and other energies to be an effective parent. And we're not parenting true to our energy type. We can never be as successful as a parent because those innate qualities of who we are, when we're out of alignment with ourselves and any roles that we play, we cannot create balance and alignment in the other areas and aspects and experiences of our life. And so that was really, that prompted some conversations in the Facebook world that we were noticing that other moms were saying, you know, well, how do we parent true to our type and how do we know if we're not? And so we're going to look at that today. So we'll start with this first question from Laura. I'm a type 2 mom who was introduced to the child whisper through Dressing Your Truth over a year ago. My husband is a type 3 and I have three daughters, a type 1 12-year-old, a type 3 8-year-old, and a type 4 18-year-old. I... I love the insights that energy profiling has given me in my family. And as a mother, I've heard you mention the phrase, parenting true to your type. In last week's podcast, you spoke to a type 1 woman who was parenting a certain issue in a type 3 way. It got me thinking that I don't know what a type 2 parenting style is. I know from reading The Child Whisperer and using it as a tool for specific problems that each of my daughters needs different approaches when dealing with issues, as well as to support them and help them succeed. How can I be true to my type, true to myself and parent in a way that gives each of my different type of daughters what they need? Thank you so much for all that you give. Well, you're welcome, Laura. I love helping parents because I know I'm helping children in my effort to help parents. And so let's look at that. Let's take a moment and look at each of the four types. and Let me give you a couple tips and help you see how parenting true to your type, some of the essentials. And it's a feeling. It's a feeling, and that's what I teach in the Dressing Your Truth world. So I'm going to make some comparisons here. So if you're not if you're not dressing your truth, you won't have as strong of an awareness of what I'm talking about. Because what I teach in the Dressing Your Truth world, even though there's a similar look and a similar guidelines with the five elements of dressing your truth per type, I support and we encourage and we're nurturing all the time what I call your beauty sixth sense that you have a sense of what feels right on your body true to your type. So it won't be exactly the same for every woman. And we really perpetuate that sensitivity. I say, you know, you need to, following these basic guidelines of what colors, textures, patterns, fabrications, um, to put on your body, the, the quality of that and how that looks in your clothing, your accessorizing, your hairstyle, your makeup, all the components of fashion, all the, what I call the five components of fashion, you get a sensitivity to what's true for you, what feels right. And it all comes down to your correct movement. And this will be the same for parenting. If you're not feeling that parenting allows, that your your experience, your first and foremost yourself, okay, You are now in a role. You have to bring yourself to the role of a parent, the role of a mother. If your experience as a mom is defining you as a woman, that's a misstep. You first have to become alive and in alignment with your true energy as a woman first. You're first and foremost a woman. You're first and foremost yourself. You bring that self to different roles. So energy profiling gives you an advantage now to say, how true am I living to myself? Well, if you haven't been living true to yourself because of whatever happened to you in your childhood that you weren't endowed with an ability to trust your true nature, where maybe you were disciplined contrary to your nature, you may not be in full alignment. Your personality may be countering your true self. So energy profiling gives you this way of assessing that. Am I living true to my energy type? So for type ones, it's an upward light energy. Light, more random, connect, disconnect. In the type two world, it's a fluid, flowing, calm energy. It's sensitive. It's calm. It's relaxing. It's a downward flow where type one movement is up and out, up and out. It jumps into things. It moves forward quickly. It has... The, you respond to what supports you with enthusiasm, upbeat. Your gift is ideas in the hopes that they're possible. Type two, a downward cascading flow. It's asking questions to gather details to make a plan. In the type three world, the movement is push forward, push with a substantial, determined quality, heavier, a heaviness to it. There's a quality, our gift is take moving things into action to create a result. Our type four is a more constant, reflective, still energy. That doesn't mean you're sitting still. It means there's a stillness within you. You step, type threes will actually, they do as they move. Let's get doing it while we're moving through it. Type four is before they move forward in something, step back, take in the p- bigger picture, get a keen, with their keen, keen eye and keen awareness, see the bigger, What's going on? So the movement has a more saw, a more stationed kind of, there's a moment of being kind of like a pillar, like being present. Then there's a movement. And so you have to look in your parenting role. Remember, this is a role. If you're letting your role define you as a woman, then you're lost to the role. So first question to ask yourself, how am I doing taking care of myself first? as a woman, as an individual, as a self, to be who I am. That's the first consideration, true to my energy type. And, you know, you could even say on a scale from one to five, one being not at all, five being I'm doing excellent at it. I'm more in your form. It depends on the scenario. I still have some spaces I'm working on this. and But I'd say I'm pretty high on that scale, that I bring Carol, the truth of who Carol is, to the different roles I play. And this is a new concept for you possibly. Roles have defined women for many, um, for decades, for even centuries. You know, we come from historically that women were property. They weren't even individuals. And we're claiming that energetic presence back. You know, it's even in this last century that that's evolved. It's happened in my lifetime. You've heard me talk about this, that if you go back, there's a fabulous series on CNN called The Sixties. That was fascinating to me to watch the series. They look at every year of that decade and what was happening. Well, I was born in 1957, so this was the you know really influential years of my childhood that women actually prior to the mid-60s could not have their own businesses. They couldn't own a business. If they had a business, they had to have a bank account in their spouse's name. There was a need for the ERA movement. There was a need for kind of some radical feminism. And if you look at it from the perspective of where women were still kind of claiming their self-identity and their rightfulness to self within the culture, that was a big part of the movement then that kind of had to have a radical effect. It was like a type 3-4 movement that stand for women. And most of the players in that world were type 3 and type 4 women that just said, we deserve to be our own selves and have our own autonomy as individuals. Happening very closely around the same time, exactly the the um, the equal rights movement was birthed from the um, the different movements within that were happening with civil rights, because it was becoming clear that well women don't have the same rights as men and then different ethnicities apparently, you know, the civil rights birthed the equal rights. So we're still in that process of claiming self. And so where are you personally with that? We don't have anything limiting that anymore. Certain parts of the world that are the minority still have that where there's, you know, very um, kind of stronghold on, you know, kind of patriarchal interpretations of what religion is and where women you know, if you look at Malala, the wonderful young lady that actually was willing to w- risk her life to bring that equality to her part of the world as a young teenage girl, and still in that quest, she is a, you know, she's a, she knows her her role very early in life that her soul came to support in the part of the world that's not, the space has not been opened and shifted to allow that for women, but. I think most of the women listening right now, nothing's stopping you from claiming your true self but yourself. And so the next step is now that I, if I'm living true to myself and who I am, am I choosing to allow that in my role as a mother? How true do I live to my type as a mom? Am I sure you're going to meet your children with their, you don't alter your type of energy um so completely that you match each type of children you have you first stay true to your own energy type but then you support them with different offerings um maybe words you choose in communication uh methods you use and as I teach in the child whisper parenting methods but you're not going to abandon your energy you're going to stay grounded in that and so for example as a type 3 mom I I have two type 2 children I'm not. I'm going to bring it down just a little bit for them, but I'm not going to become them. I'm not going to try and match them in the place that they're at. I'm still going to be me, but I'm, be, I'm going to be aware of what do I need to kind of modify in being me that supports them. And you know, I, I need to kind of bring the energy down just a little bit, um, and maybe not be as loud. Or I need to be aware of their sensitivity. And believe me, I wasn't when they were little. And there's some healing that's going on because of that that I wasn't aware. But if I had, I would have, I think you may have heard me say, what would I have done different with my type 2 children? I would have stopped moving every moment of my life, sat down with them, and just cuddled with them, just held them. just just been in a space of connecting. And I didn't have this awareness when they were toddlers. And that would have created a practice all through their growing years that would have felt very comfortable for every, you know, me and them. But I'm still, you know, are you, you, do you trust that your energy type can be effective as a mom? So in the case of type one, you may be afraid that you're not taken seriously enough. It's too light. It's just, you're never going to be that, you know, you're always going to be the cute, fun parent. But you certainly can be clear on what needs to happen, you know, and what, you don't have to change your energy to be heard. You just have to be consistent. You have to be a little more consistent on things. And what things do you need consistency in? That's for you to look at because that's not necessarily how you live life. You need some inconsistencies. You need to be able to randomly say, I got to go out tonight with my girlfriend, you know, and I'm going to a babysitter. You need options like that. You need something to look forward to. What's keeping you? What's supporting you in your lightness? So you have to kind of look at that, well, what things require consistency right now? So those are the few things or the one thing I'm going to focus on, and I'm not going to worry about everything looking consistent. But are you abandoning your light, more random energy? You have to be overly structured just so your parents, will, your children will think you're a serious parent for type two. Do you think you have to get louder, more aggressive, because you have a belief that who you are as a mom isn't responded to favorably, that your energy is weak? You bring that from your own limiting belief about yourself. If you have a belief that, well, being subtle equals weak, then you're going to have to override that as a mom and say, well, I've got to get more aggressive or I have to be louder or just, you know, do it different. I can't move true to my type in my role as a mom because you're not trusting that it can be effective. You have to start believing that your energy is the most effective energy to be in as a mom. And that's an affirmation you can really connect with. How effective can I be true to my type and my role as a mom? That's a great question to put out there and allow the answer to the the positive. Let the answer be yes, I can be. And then to say, I am a, I, I am a successful mom as I live true to my type of energy. I am aware of it. Type three, you—they're probably the least willing to abandon. Type three and four, um, typically don't—they actually can do overs. I would say type one and two, you won't trust it as much. Type three and type four energy, it can take over to an extreme, where type three moms can get overly um, intense, pushy. Let's make you want a certain result, so you're going to move it. You're going to move your kids to that result. So your challenge is you're you're in your true energy, but you're doing overs in your true energy. It's not and then it's not effective. And in the type four world, because you want to you've chosen a role, you have a high level of valuing it, and structure's the name of the game, so the more structure the better, and you'll be too extreme in being structured and your children feel confined. And so looking at those, um I I don't it's rare. It's not I, yes, can a type 3 mom or a type 4 mom not live true to their type because you were wounded, you were told, you know, you're um, not to trust it based on the feedback your parents gave you in various ways to say you're not enough of this, you're too much of that, da 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 da, da. And, yeah, more likely you're doing it without knowing it because observing type 3 and type 4 moms and having met, and had conversations with children of these moms, the moms may say, I don't live true to my type. I've had moms say that to me, and their children are standing there, even them adult children rolling their eyes going, "Yeah, she does, she's super aggressive, or, you know, they feel that push from you. So they won't, you may not think you're doing it, but it's first in energy. And type four moms, they feel, their children feel that, Structure. They feel the rigidity of bring of what you bring gets too extreme. So they're feeling it. So your children are first feeling your energy. They're first noticing your you know. They're aware of how you know. And, and on, a, on a very kind of innate subconscious level, they know who we know who we know if we're living true to ourselves or not. And so you might even ask your children. I would introduce them to energy profiling. I would read the child whisper to your family. I would make everybody aware of this information. It's a great asset to helping everybody understand each other and then I would invite your children that are old enough to give you some feedback and and to be vulnerable be vulnerable that you might hear some things that might you might not want to hear you know do you, as a type one mom, do you feel that I live true to that in my role as a mom? you know Do you have fun with me? Do you feel like we have fun? That would be, you know, if your children say no, if you're a type of mom and, you're, and you ask that one question, do you feel like you have fun, that we have fun in our family, and they say no, then you're not living true to it. Because first and foremost, they should be able to say, you're really fun. You are a really fun mom. And you can be a fun and effective mom. So you can say, I am a fun and effective mother. See, you think that fun somehow isn't, you know, going to give you the value back in being effective. Type two, I would ask my children, do you feel safe with me? Do you feel connected to me and that you can share with me? Do they feel, uh, do you do you feel more relaxed when you're with me? And then for type three, I would say, do you feel that um, I, do you feel the freedom to be yourself? Now I'd ask that for type four, type three. I would ask, do you feel? I, you know, that's a tricky one. I say, do you feel like I am? Do you feel that I have time for you? That I'm aware of you, and that I I take time for you, and that I'm a, I'm I'm sensitive to your needs, because that's the piece we we you know we will. We'll forget this being sensitive part because we're so connect, you know aware of the movement of results, so we have to we have to be reminding ourselves, okay, take time to like thought look at my child and sit down and be with them take four I would ask do you feel the freedom to be yourself? Do you feel that it's safe to be yourself do i- do you feel that I support you in that those are you know those are going be some interesting conversations that I as a, I learned um, to do this in my parenting role as a mom to get feedback because if I wanted to really be effective, I needed my children to have feel safe enough to be honest with me, that we could talk about these things and I could take – and and that they can receive feedback too. But if they see that you're willing to be vulnerable and accountable – then they are willing to be open and take feedback too. That's what you model for them. So that's my suggestions for living true to your type as a mom. Start with looking at yourself. Am I true to myself first? And then how effective am I of that in my role as a mom? Let's go to our first caller. We still have our giveaway today. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Carol. I say you your name
1: right? Taking... You did. Good job.
0: <laughs> well, I'm really um, excited to tell you that you're our winner today.
1: Oh, no way. I'm so excited. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Are you a member of the dressing? Do you have the dressing your truth experience? Do you already own that? <gasps> I don't. Whatever. Okay, well, I can't believe it. I'm not sure. Okay, that's always a mystery in my world that you're a big fan and you get, you know, it's kind of like, I'm really serious. This gives you an advantage as a woman. It's not just about the clothes. I'm going to say that too, that one thing that Dressing Your Truth does on a daily basis because you're putting this movement on you, it reminds you who you are. It's a point of reference on a daily basis. And you go... How am I living? Am I living true to myself? Because my whole outfit is reminding me I should. So I'm glad you're going to get that. We'll give you a, um, we will gift you with the Dressing Your Truth course, and the club membership. So welcome to the DYT world.
1: Thank you. I I really appreciate it, and I appreciate the work that you've done. I love to listen to your podcast, and it has really helped me as a mother, but I have a an issue I want your feedback on. Um, okay. I'm a type 1 mom. I have a 12-year-old a type 4 son, and he has been causing a lot of contention with his siblings. Um, he has an older brother and two younger sisters, and he can't, you know, walk by them or walk into the room when they're already in the room without, you know, teasing them or doing something to annoy them. And when I ask him about, you know, why he did whatever he did, he always puts the blame back onto his siblings, you know, that they did something to make him react. And also when I try to redirect him Um, The words that he commonly uses are, you know, that's boring, it's not fun, I don't like that. He's running
0: this. Um, What child is he in the family?
1: So he's the second oldest, second of four.
0: Okay. Who does he like to, is this with all the siblings or just the younger ones than him?
1: It's with all the siblings.
0: Does he have his own room?
1: He doesn't.
0: Who does he share it with? What type does he share it with?
1: Um, his oldest brother and he's a type three. Um, but the older brother is hardly ever in the bedroom. So if I, he does okay, you know, want privacy he could sure. go to his room.
0: Um, is he the only type four in the family?
1: He is.
0: Okay. What he's running on a subconscious level is I'm different than all of you and you're all stupid. Okay. He has a sense of not feeling, he's feeling different because he is. You haven't known this about him for his younger years, so you're still in kind of the shift mode of, starting to trust and feel respected in the family system. And so type four's defense, when they're feeling their own insecurities, will start to judge other people to be less than or find fault because they're critiquing nature first and foremost. wants to. It's designed and it's a gift to apply to bettering the world. When it's not being applied to that outcome, it's left to be critical. It critiquing turns into criticism. So he feels, I think at the deepest level, he feels um, I'm different than all of you and you don't get me. And therefore I think you're all just stupid and I'm going to find, I'm going to criticize you all. So he's feeling insecure. Plus he's in a phase where he's moving into a more social development with peers. And if he doesn't feel understood or, Respected in his family, he's going to feel another level of intimidation in his social network because he's not—he's an introvert. He's an introvert energy. He's in a school, you know. If he's in public schools, you have to have a certain degree of being an extrovert to make it in that world. Otherwise, he becomes part of a small group that all wears black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They find their—they build their own kind of. Um, Social network that's sort of a bold statement to say we're going to rebel. See, so you know, you're the I applaud you on first asking him why he's doing it and he's blaming others um, for that. He may, I don't think he's aware of the deeper issues that are kind of a, the cause the, that's causing this. Uh, you know, you might have a chat with him to say, Do you you know, do you feel respected in our family? Do you feel like we understand you? And, and ask him to be, do you feel like, you know, you're valued here? And and find out, really, if he does. And if he says no, well, I, I want to help change that. And uh, does he know he's a type four? Does he understand that?
1: That's probably something that I need to talk to him more about I would
0: read him the chapter he's young enough if If you wait till he's sixteen, it's going to be harder, but to say you know you're good. you have a certain way with the world. It's important you have this gift, and I'd explain to him just what I explained to you. You have a gift for seeing what's off, what's out of balance, what could be improved. Well, if that's not being put to something that's useful that that you feel that that you feel fulfilled by, you're going to criticize all of us. And that's not okay. You know, you got to kind of meet a child. that's the more serious child with enter. You know, help him create. These are the type fours have a lot of introspection. Give them something to think about here to figure this out. And and say you're contributing to this. It's not. Every, it's not just your siblings. You're contributing, and it's causing a really uncomfortable energy in our family. And I want you, and I'm going to, I would like to help you see why that might be happening and learn about yourself. But I'd like you to figure out how we could change this and make it better. Because we want to be a family that gets along and that we're friends. So, you know, you, you think about, tell him to think about it. Put his mind to work. This is what he want. you know, that's what his mind does. Figure it out. What idea, you know, what, what, um, what would you suggest we do to resolve this? Yes, thank you so are you, much. Are I've you been are you taking, writing, Seriously, I, taking I, notes. <laughs> I know you are. I don't see, I say, but meet him more as an adult. Cause he he okay. just something's going on though that he just thinks everybody's just like you know, you people are not worth my time because ultimately I don't think you understand me and appreciate me. So, so one thing both sides I of it. You'll, you can listen to the recording and get some um, take more notes from that. So. Do you Let's mind
1: if you I i've a question?
0: Oh. Real quick, because I've got, got a lot of people calling in today. Okay. So he used to
1: be really into, you know, Legos and doing Rubik's Cubes and things like that, and he decided he wants to put himself as kind of more of a, a jock, you know, the image with his friends. Uh-huh. Um, and how can I help him, you know, enjoy the things that he enjoys and, you know, not worry That's about it? Same, what con- other same
0: conversation. Why do you think you need to do that? But he needs to learn about who he is. If he doesn't have enough reference to being a type four, he can't self correct he can't value that cuz he doesn't understand that's more of his innate gifts or around those things and maybe he's trying to that could be causing him stress too that he's trying to make himself more of an extrovert than he is and that causes anxiety in his world and then that anxiety gets displaced on family um scenarios cuz he again he's 12 years old and from 12 to 18, as I write in the Child Whisperers, the developmental stage is creating um, a social connection outside a family system. That's their next step. And kind of, and if if people start to create, if your children between 12 and 18, if you don't trust your true nature and you start to counter it to try and make those connections outside your family system, and you try and be someone you're not, you'll be stressed. It causes anxiety.
1: Well, thank okay. you so much for your help today. I really appreciate
0: it. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. I want to do another email question because we were popular topic, living true to your type. I want to give you some more um, insights on how to parent true to your type. This type 1 mom writes in, I'm parenting like a type 4. I have two jobs, three kids at three different schools, and this seems to cause my secondary type 4 to lead out my parenting. This is to the point that I'm not sure how to parent as a type one. It isn't coming naturally. I'm certain I'm a type one because you have, um, as I've confirmed that, can you please help me? So she feels true she's a type one, but see, you got to look at your life. How is life, you created a life that's heavy and so restricting that there's no room for lightness and freedom and random spontaneity with two jobs, three kids, at three different schools, there's no room for you to have the um, nurturing of self. And so how can you, you know, you now that you're showing up, consider the possibility that your life was created from a perspective of what you have to do rather than what supports you. And so if you were truly believing, and this is where my book, Remembering Wholeness, is such a tool Because You've created your world. Your world didn't form independent of your beliefs and your beliefs about what you have a right to in life. Everybody's world, your reality, reflects whatever you believe is possible for yourself. And so you don't believe it's possible for you to have a life that supports you in being a type 1 mom. So as you start to shift those beliefs, your world will start to shift to give you that experience. And I would start with reading Remembering Wholeness. If you've already read it, read it again. Use the, that awareness to create, allow your life now to shape shift, literally, to show up and create an experience that supports you as a type one because the world you've created is not supporting you in your type. And you created it before you knew your type, and so you didn't feel you had permission to live true to yourself. Let's go back to the phone lines. I have Teresa on the line. Hi Teresa.
2: Hi Carol. Um I was thanks calling, for calling about my, in. My, Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Um I was calling in about my 12-year-old son and ever since he's been little he's been really hard to motivate. I think he's a type one. Um So the latest incident was um I just had him and my other son babysit the rest of our kids, so his 13-year-old uh-huh. him. him. Um, they're both type ones. Um, and when I came home, the older one said, you know, he didn't really, the younger one didn't really help. You know, we asked for him to help with his little sister, and he wouldn't do it because the older one was in the middle of changing a diaper. And So then I started talking to him. So like,
0: the 12-year-old's in charge of how many kids It's babysitting?
2: so the twelve year old and thirteen year old have are teamed up and they babysit the other six younger than them.
0: Uh, what type is the twelve the thirteen year old?
2: Type one,
0: I think. And what type is the next the what are the two types of the teams of the team babysitting the babysitting team? The
2: yeah, type I think one. They're, they're
0: both type one? I think
2: they're Both type one. They're both boys. They're both close together in age, so obviously Well so they're both. not
0: you're honestly, yeah. they did it spot on <laughs> for who they are. <laughs> I think that's a lot to ask for their age and their type, to be yeah. in charge of all the way down to a baby. That's just too much. Okay. You, it's just if, It's just not really a reasonable expectation to put them in charge of four children it requires now a tremendous amount of structure and follow-through, um, and they're going to then blame each other because they're both feeling a little defeated by the whole thing. It's just a bigger job than I think their age and their type can really handle, if even, if, especially if there's a baby in the mix. The youngest, is, the youngest, See, what I would do, I would put the two type, I just think you need to have a Maybe a 14 or 15-year-old come in and the two oldest kids are in charge of themselves. They're not being babysat, but the four youngest need another babysitter.
2: Okay. Even if they usually really enjoy it? <clears throat> like mm-hmm. they always really want to babysit and usually it goes just great. But this is just sort of a recurring theme with my second oldest that he's just really, like he'll just sit there and he won't want to do anything. And it goes with homework. Yeah, and the
0: other, see, there's a conflict. They're too close in age. Yeah. And so there's a power struggle between those two. And the one, the the younger one's just getting shut down. Because just by the fact that the older one may be trying to, you know, unless you so make them independent roles and they're not involved with having to work it out together.
2: Uh Because the
0: other one, the older one, will kind of try and control the the next oldest to see. and if you divide them up and say, hey, neither one of you is telling each other what to do. You're in yes. charge of the, you're responsible for this, you're responsible for this. Okay.
2: You're independent.
0: You're independent. Yeah. The problem is the older if you're trying to enroll them as a team, it's mm-hmm. not working as a partnership. The older one is shutting down the young just the next younger one and he then is gonna just his his kind of defense is to go into apathy.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I wonder, would this be showing up everywhere else in his life? Because shutting down apathy, it's just it's so characteristic of him. And he really thinks he's a type one. It gives him a lot of joy. But I just so many times he just it's almost like he's lazy. I know he's not intentionally, but apathy. Is what type like are you? One.
0: Well, okay, it's an interesting thing because type ones, you have to find what um, feeds and develops their ambition. It doesn't look like the world has presented it, see? So he's having a struggle with kind of developing an ambitious quality, okay? That's a a characteristic you want to help him develop to have ambition. Uh So the things that are the most common... um, sort of influencers to help develop the ambition he's not responding to. You know, I've worked with all different types. Some type ones are very ambitious because they just want to, they're more entrepreneurial. They want to pursue things in life. But I've met a lot of type ones that don't seem to have a lot of, you know, they're very satisfied with simpler experiences. They just aren't, they don't have a drive. They don't have that quality of ambition as we've defined it in the world. So I would ask, I would pray in behalf of that child and say what, I believe everyone can develop a quality of ambition true to themselves to pursue what they're they're meant to pursue in their life so that they are in pursuit of the things that their life, everybody has that. That's just a given. I don't think everyone has the potential to be in pursuit of things that we contribute, you know, we to help support us in our development, we contribute to the world. So as a mother, I would pray about what would help develop this child's um, ambitious characteristics. What does that look like? Because I don't know. I just know whatever yeah. you're doing isn't it. Yep. So you trust that that can be developed, but it's gonna look different than maybe you know. I don't. You're gonna have to ask for the answers. Okay. So don't but, yeah. think of him as being apathetic. Think of that you've mm-hmm. not quite hit hit the mark on helping stir that ambition in him. See what I'm saying? It's a different way to look at it. Yeah. No, that's because the other makes him look like you know it, it's kind of devaluing him as a person. Yeah. Where yeah. the and second approach, the, yeah, and the second approach more puts it on you to say, oh, well, we just haven't quite really. Na- nailed it with him yet of how to help him develop his ambitious having a quality of ambition and characteristics that develop you know that helps cap into things that we can develop those characteristics because he probably has everybody has that okay so i go there yeah you. let us know I, I i'm excited to hear in six months how this kid's going after all kinds of stuff
2: <laughs> all right, that'll be my next success story. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, we'll put that out there. You're going to be calling me back saying, Wow, I'm amazed. Wow, this now is in pursuit of things. Quite amazing. So we'll hold the Perfect. space for that. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Ah, I can't believe we're out of time today. Great questions. I didn't get to all the emails. Maybe we got to just like. Re- go right back to this we're not going to be live on air next week it is a holiday in the united states labor day i'll be back in two weeks so thanks for listening today and make sure you go to the blog the forward slash blog there's some great posts on there and it's easy to follow because we only post it once a week so i know how busy you are i don't want to um give you too much to do, but the blog's a great support tool as well. And remember to like us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash The Child Whisperer. And thank you for joining me today on The Child Whisperer podcast. Until next time, create a wonderful week with your amazing family.
1: As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy
0: happier, more successful, more cooperative children.